a lot of us are looking for ways to start our day feeling more joy and appreciation. And while some of us write gratitude lists or do yoga, others pour themselves a bowl of their favorite cereal, Honey Nut Cheerios. Because not only are Honey Nut Cheerios delicious, they can help lower cholesterol as part of a heart-healthy diet. So maybe the secret to a great mood all day is a little yoga. Then writing your gratitude list over a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Learn more about a heart-healthy lifestyle at Cheerios.com. Preseason is among us after the Steelers completed their first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game against the Dallas Cowboys last week. We already wrapped up that game. We move forward to the Philadelphia Eagles this Thursday. Still a couple of days between now and then, and a lot of storylines to talk about. Welcome to All Steelers Talk. My name is Donnie Drewin, alongside of my co-host, Noah Schachmeyer. Real quick before we start, go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter, at SI underscore Steelers. Give us a like and subscribe on YouTube, All Steelers Talk, and go ahead and follow us on Facebook at All Steelers. Guys, so much to talk about. Not enough time, I feel like, but we'll try to keep it. Short under wraps. But before we even begin, Noah, how are you? I'm good. I am good. We're in uh, what should be the last makeshift studio of of the All Steelers talk for at least a while. As the apartment is getting done, we should have Wi-Fi tomorrow. So I'm uh, I'm feeling fantastic. If we're being honest, are you on a hotspot right now? No, no. I'm actually at my girlfriend's. Shout out to uh, my girlfriend. <laughs> um, that would be the picture back here of us on the wall. Oh, right yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So nice decor. It's better than my kitchen in the background. We're, we're doing okay. We're doing all right. But no, we're on actual Wi-Fi. It's pretty nice this time. Shout out to actual Wi-Fi before we get started. Uh, <laughs> speaking of makeshift, I know a lot of people were discussing the Steelers offensive line heading into last week. Didn't do too bad. I know Rashad Coward was a guy that both you and I talked about with uh, not superb lighting underneath his name. But like I alluded to a little bit earlier, it didn't play all too terrible because Kevin Dotson was not available for the first preseason game. Kevin Dotson practices for the first time yesterday, but wasn't on the first team. Everybody took that and ran with it. Whatever Mike Tomlin was asked about why he wasn't the starter, people may or may not have you know taken a little bit of his words out of context. Nonetheless, Kevin Dotson on the team's release depth chart today was on the first string at left guard. Yep. Noah, uh, there's so much to talk about whenever you talk about Kevin Dotson. I mean, we know the type of player that he is. We know that any success for the Steelers offensive line in 2021 begins with Kevin Dotson continuing the form that we saw last year. What are your takeaways? Is he in shape? You see him. I don't like what's going on with Kevin Dotson, bro. He's in shape. The the whole Kevin Dotson isn't in shape thing is nonsense. It's been nonsense. Um, Why he's not with the first team, that's definitely a big question because Mike Tomlin loves to use the the hidden messages and short words. But honestly, Mike Tomlin was just – Straight to the point. You, hey, Kevin Dotson hasn't done a thing. He truthfully has not done anything. He's a second-year guy who barely played 100 snaps last season on offense and now comes in here and is expected to be the starter. I get that he will be the starter. Week one, I'd put any money on Kevin Dotson being the starting left guard. But right now, yeah, he's got to prove it. He, he can't be handed anything. He's not Chooks. He's not Banner. You know, these are veterans. Even if they're unproven veterans, they're veterans. Dotson's a second-year guy. He still has to have that chip on his shoulder. Mike Tomlin knows that. So 
Is there anything to worry about? I don't think so. But right now he's the number two, and I, I would I would expect it to stay that way for a little bit. Yeah, between you and me, I don't think a guy like Rashawn Coward is going to take in and take no. Kevin Dotson's starting job. No. And that's it, it, no disrespect to Coward, but like just from yeah. what we saw from Dotson last year, yeah. I, I just don't see it happening. But like on the other side of the token, you don't want to give it to him. You no. know, like no, nothing should be handed to you in the NFL. Mike Tomlin, before preseason got underway, said that pretty much every spot besides Ben Roethlisberger's you know, quarterback spot was up for grabs. You know, mm-hmm. like if, if you can play, they will put you in positions to make the right plays and they will make you a starter. That being said, Dotson hasn't practiced for a while, um, you know, up, up until yesterday and today. So granted, there's going to be a couple uh, baby steps he needs to take before he gets back into the mix of things. But I, I think it's an overblown situation, to be honest, man. I mean, you you and I both know that Dotson's going to be out there day one. Yeah, he is. And week one is still so far away. It's preseason game one, technically. And the Steelers haven't seen Kevin Dotson. He's been hurt. Why would you rush him back into anything? It took Zach Banner and Chooks Core for weeks before they started practicing, even to where they are now, to the point where they're just playing a couple of team reps. So I don't expect Dotson to be out there pretty much at all until maybe preseason three with the first team. And then moving forward, I mean, he's obviously the starter. It's Rashad Coward. And like you said before, yeah, Rashad Coward's played well in the circumstance, but it's still Rashad Coward. We're not expecting him to come in here and be that breakout guy. He's not Matt Filer. You know, he is a guy that's going to come in here, fill the role for the next two weeks. Then it's Kevin Dotson's gives him a little bit of a chip on the shoulder and then we can move forward. Dotson on the other hand, tweet now, you know, it's, I just got back to work, blah, blah, blah. You could take whatever you want away from that. You could like that. You could dislike it. If we like anything about that, it's that he changed his Twitter display name to Steelers fan 69-69-69. Twitter MVP of the week, Kevin Dodson. Yeah, I don't know about that. Devin Bush would like a word with you for <laughs> anointing him Twitter king of the week. And I, I think we'll go ahead and move to Devin Bush right now because, man, uh, he kind of shortchanged you guys. was supposed to talk to the media, skipped out on it, and didn't say a word, didn't even tweet at you guys, telling you guys thank you for your time. Nothing, bro. Nothing. Just flat out ghosted you, left you on red, left your snap on open for 265 days. Yep. But he did mention, uh, oh, sorry, he, he did actually talk to you guys, right? Yeah, yeah. He did yeah. talk to us, if you want to say that. Um, and there was plenty to take away in three sentences. There was plenty to talk about his ACL recovery and all that stuff. And now he says he's 100% ready to go. I get that. The storyline is, Devin, how do you feel about tweeting out? cats falling 10 stories well he didn't really care you know he it, when he asked when he was asked if he you know how he feels about if he upset fans his reaction was i don't know if they're really fans what does that mean like <laughs> what are we talking about devin bush coming out here and just literally shorthanding everything was it, i don't know it was alarming to me, and and I you could take that as you will, and you could be upset about that, and you could compare him to whoever you want. It's got some Antonio Brown energy, and nobody in Pittsburgh wants to hear that right now, but it's very true. It's very, you know, I'm allowed to do whatever I want to do, and he literally said that. It's my Twitter. They can't control it. 
that's great. You're still the inside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You still have a huge face in this organization, and you're supposed to be start this, something that's involved for the future. So don't go out there and tweet all these things that are going to get everybody upset with you and then continue to toy with those people for weeks. And then when finally asked about it after curving the media for a couple weeks, you're like, yeah, I don't really care. I don't know. It just it rubbed me the wrong way, and I'm sure it rubbed other people the wrong way. And it's just not the reputation that you want in this city. Not, not at all. And like, it, it's one thing to go and like tweet those things. And like, let's be real. Like, is he a bored twenty-four year old dude? Probably. Probably. You know, whatever. But like, you still got to own up to your actions, man. And like, but part of that and part of being an NFL player is talking to the media. You know, talking about the good stuff and the bad stuff. And you know, sure. If you're 11 and 0 in 2020, you can go up to the the podium and kind of give all these presidential like speeches about how you guys are the greatest defense in the NFL and how you're one of the best up and coming linebackers in the NFL. But when you're tweeting out videos of cats basically falling through death from multiple stories, and you don't want to answer for that when you know it's wrong. Like there's there should be a fiber inside of your body that's like, hey, like this is okay. I'm gonna go ahead and hit like send tweet and like everything's gonna be cool, you know. And like obviously the team had a problem with it too because they went and they tried to limit his like amount of tweets he had per day, right? Like he was quiet for a while, wasn't he? Uh, he was quiet. I think that was him more toying with us than anything. Because when they asked if they did speak to him, they said no, and they said that he said that teammates reached out, but it was just to see how he was doing. I don't believe that. I think Cam Hayward and maybe somebody else reached out at some point and was just like, "Hey, man." calm down a little bit. I don't think they were aggressive about it, but I would definitely expect somebody to say, hey, our reputation as a whole is pretty rough right now. We're getting through some rough patches. There's been a lot of drama. Please don't add to this right now. And Bush might have listened. I just don't think Bush cares. I don't think that at the end of the day, I don't think that there's anything in him that goes, I should feel bad about this. And he should feel bad about it because he shouldn't do it in the first place. Because even if he's a 24-year-old, he's a professional. I mean, I'm 25, you're 25. It, we wouldn't do these things, you know what I'm saying? So it doesn't matter if you're a bored 24-year-old. There's a line that should be drawn. I don't think he sees it, nor does he care. Uh, I actually want to point out for the record, I'm 26. So I, I was just too nice to correct Danny's you. Old, I'll, 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 I'll take the 25. <laughs> take the 25. <laughs> you're too young. 26 is not the age where you could start saying, I, I could take 25. I'll take 25. <laughs> There's no no way. 26 is still – when you're like 40, you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll take the 35. When you're 26, somebody calls you 25, you should be like, yeah, that's cool. It's like basically the same thing. It's fine. Damn it. <laughs> 26 is the new 25. You heard it here first. 26 but is the new 25. Before we do move on from Bush, um, do you know anything about his ACL? Like, is he progressing fine? Like, should he be ready like week one? Like, yeah, yeah. Be- I would expect Bush to be out there week one. According to him, he's ready to go. He's ready to play every snap, but the coaches are holding him back. And Mike Tomlin says that's just part of the job is you have to hold guys like that back because – He is Devin Bush. He is probably the most important piece to the center of your defense. And we saw what happened last year when the Steelers lost him. They don't want to have that happen again, especially because Vince Williams is gone. So they'd be relying on Marcus Allen, Ulysses Gilbert III, and Buddy Johnson. I I don't know. I don't think that you even put him out here. I think that it's the smart thing to do. But, yeah, ACL update. He does look good. He should be on the field. And I expect them to play. And just, you know, throw a little kid, a little uh, tidbit in there. 
Buddy Johnson, if I had to pick one of the three backup linebackers that has impressed enough to be on the field with Devin Bush and Robert Spillane, it would be him. Sorry to all the UG3 fans, but he just hasn't been doing it. And Marcus Allen looks like Marcus Allen, who's still a major working piece. But Buddy Johnson looks good. Athletic, young, fourth-round pick who can cover well and seems to have good instincts. So I feel good about him. Yeah, Johnson looked really good in the uh, the team's first preseason game. And granted, that was, you know, a really small sample size. But, I mean, that, that that's how you make a 53-man roster, you know, just mm-hmm. building on your preseason performances. So if he could play anything like he did, um, you know, this Thursday against the Eagles like he did against the Cowboys, I, I think, you know, at worst, he'll be a special teams contributor, if not a rotational inside backer behind, you know, the guys like Spillane, Bush, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, speaking of rotational players, though, uh, James Washington, who is kind of buried in the Steelers' depth chart at the moment, apparently requested a trade last week. Then apparently he didn't. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I didn't, who was then it? Then he got was hurt. It? Yeah, then he got hurt. There's a lot going on in, in the world of James Washington right now. I, I think we'll start with the trade request before we actually get into the injury and kind of expand from there uh do you think he actually requested a trade okay so this is complicated because mike tomlin said no i don't ever trust anything mike tomlin says sorry i and but i'm also not going to just take what adam schefter said and say this is truth what i believe would happen is that i believe james washington's agent expressed to the steelers that it's his fourth year, it's his contract season, he would like to go elsewhere so that he could have a bigger opportunity. Because they fully understand that the Steelers are a team that have wide receivers everywhere. They have them in front of James Washington and behind James Washington that can all contribute to this team. He's not going to move up the depth chart in front of Deontay Chase or Juju. So I think they understand that. I think James understands that. I also think the Steelers understand that. And since that's happened, Nothing has changed. He came back and he didn't move up the depth chart. It's not like he got more reps at practice. You know, he got hurt two days into it. But do I think there was a trade request? Yeah, I do think there was a trade request. Do I know that for certain? No. But if I had to speculate, yes. It's tough because last year was kind of a really up and down year for a lot of Steelers receivers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw it with Juju. We saw it with Deontay. We saw it with Claypool. I don't think it's a stretch to say that James Washington was the team's most consistent receiver last year. Yeah. It's just like he, 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 like his highs weren't too high, his lows weren't too low. He, he kind of like you knew what you were getting out of James Washington, right? And then, at least as far as actually catching the ball goes, I think he had the best hands out of anybody last year. Um, yeah, I know, think like, he, he does have the best hands. I think in Pittsburgh, we're we're talking about a team that led the league in drops last year, man, and like that that's not a good stat to be involved in that all so to have a guy like james washington on your roster obviously it's going to pay dividends but trading him though trading him is a whole nother issue and there's there's two sides to it and i'll break it down for you right now the one way of thinking is hey washington's not gonna be on his team next year like it's pretty commonly known james washington will not be a pittsburgh steeler in 2022 it, it is what it is good for james washington for going somewhere else hopefully he'll get another role hopefully he'll get a little bit of an upgrade whenever it comes to getting his weekly game checks but barring anything drastic he's not going to be in black and gold so why not trade him 
yep. for at least something whenever you're basically going to let him walk in free agency. There's that line of thinking. And then there's this line of thinking, which I, I think I'm more kind of attuned to, and I think I kind of follow this one more, is that the Steelers are in win-now mode. The Steelers right now could not care less about anything past the 2021 season. Mm-hmm. If Deontay, Juju, Claypool go down, you're going to want a guy like James Washington on your roster. So why trade him? Okay, so I agree with that. You're thinking that somebody's going down, I 100% agree with that. The problem is, is that if no one goes down, you just wasted a year of James Washington because he's not involved in this offense. And he's so not involved in this offense that Anthony McFarland has a more prominent role in the passing game as a backup running back than James Washington. That Zach Gentry seems to have a more prominent role in the passing game than James Washington. Derek Watt. Derek, fullback, does not see the field ever on offense. Watt has a more prominent role in the passing game than James Washington. At this point, there's just no room for him. For him. The Matt Canada offense does not seem to revolve around those types of guys. You know, Chase Claypool is a playmaker who can go deep, but he could also go short. He, You you give him the ball, he's, he's going to make something happen. Deontay Johnson could catch the ball in the backfield. Chances are he could get 10 yards. And Juju is obviously a slot middleman who goes 10 yards, catches a ball, fights for three more yards. James Washington doesn't fit in what Matt Canada wants to do in this offense. And... You know, I just think that role is just going to get worse and worse as the season goes on. I don't I don't see a downside to trading for him, especially because, I mean, look, at this might sound crazy, but I've heard things about some of these guys behind James Washington that makes you feel good enough to say, hey, maybe a guy like Cody White or Anthony Johnson or Tyler Simmons or Rico Bussey comes Ray in. Ray. Or Ray Ray, even though, you know, Ray Ray plays more of the slot and I expect him to be that fifth guy. But like some of these deeper, bigger guys could come in here and step in and be that outside guy behind Chase and Deontay and play fine. I I just, I don't know. I, I think that James is a great piece to the whole, but the way that the Steelers offense runs, I don't think it works with him in it. And see, like, I, I also agree with that because like when you watch James Washington, when you break down the film, I don't want to call him a one-trick pony, but like basically he only really thrives whenever he's running just like a go pattern. Like, yeah. he, like he's not doing a whole lot of work in the shorter intermediate. Like It's like, hey, like I, I got four seconds to get rid of this ball. Run as fast as you can. I'll hit you. Or like exactly. go, up and, go up and get it. Because like go up and get seen, it. we've seen him come down with like a crazy amount of like contested catches that you probably shouldn't have came down with. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I, I understand that line of thinking, but, like, I don't know, man. Like, what would you get for him? Like, you know, what, 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 what's, what's the breaking point where you're like, okay, like, I can part with James Washington for this, or I can, like, just hang on to him, and then if we lose him, we get maybe, like, a fifth-round comp pick. See, that's the problem is like, I don't know what you get for James Washington. I think that you could get a value pick and maybe a third or fourth round for him. I personally think you could probably get a solid third round pick for James Washington, but I can't come up with teams in the NFL that need a wide receiver enough to say, hey, 
James is our guy. Let's make a phone call to Pittsburgh. I'm sure there's a couple of them out there. Like I'm positive that there's a couple of them out there, but I don't know. I don't know anybody that's going to be like, Hey, we'll give you a third round pick. We'll give you a second round pick for James Washington. Well, it's like this too. Like James Washington wants a bigger role. I understand that. I respect that a ton because you know, Mm -hmm. your, your playing days, you don't know how many more you have left. You know, you want to play football. You want to get paid to play football. You want to be yeah. on the field. I totally this is his only big contract coming up. So right. he needs to take advantage of it. 100% respect that. Yeah. But it's like looking around the league, what teams, like where would he go to where he wouldn't just be like a, a third option or a really weak second option? Exactly. I just don't, I can't come up with them. And honestly, I could. Baltimore is one of them, but the Steelers would never send him to Baltimore. They would probably never send him to Miami or New England, but those are also great options for him. That's the thing though. The Steelers are going to look at it and go, we know who James Washington is. We know how valuable of a player James Washington can be. And yeah, it's a business and we want the best for him as well as us, but they don't. They, they want the best for them, and then they also want their players to succeed in some form or fashion. So the Steelers would never ship him to an AFC team, especially an AFC team that's a contender. And unfortunately, that just means that there's probably not going to be any left that don't have a wide receiver. It, it honestly comes down to James Washington just kind of gets the short end of the stick, and he's going to have to deal with it for a year and hope that – his next con- next contract is just like a one or two year prove it deal, and he could ball out somewhere. And see, like that's what's crazy. He's never been like bad in his career. Like, no, like I, can't think of, like, I can't think of like a snapshot of him since he got to Pittsburgh where people were like, "Oh man, like this dude can't play." No, you know, but always there's, there's, there's always been like that alpha receiver above him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think like, yeah. here's, here's another thing too. Sorry, before you before. No, you speak the timing of all of this is really like odd to me too because like nothing changed with the Steelers receiving core since yeah. like March since Juju resigned mm-hmm. so it's like why now I, like why I, would you request a trade now like were you told something and then they just didn't like follow through with it you think that's it no no I think that what happened was he wanted to see what Matt Canada's offense had in store he wanted to see what his role would be in a new year with a better offensive coordinator and then he realized real quick that it's pretty much the same offense with a lot more motion and less wide receivers so it's not the offense that he wants to be a part of and i agree james washington gets a contract next season there's no way that he goes through free agency next year and somebody doesn't snag him probably pretty quick the the problem or the issue is is that he he's not going to get the major numbers that a guy like Juju is going to get when he's probably worth those major numbers. So he's going to have to take a lower deal. That's going to limit his, his list of potential landing spots. I don't know. It's a tough one, but honestly don't rule off re- re-signing with the Steelers because if Juju's gone, the Steelers have options to move Deontay to slot or things like that. And see, that was going to be my next question. I know you and I have talked about this a lot on the show. Phenomenal show, by the way, all Steelers talk. We both don't think Juju will be here next year. No, he will not be. There's no way Juju Smith-Schuster is in Pittsburgh next season. I I just – I don't know. Juju's going to chase the bag. He should chase the bag. Ben Roethlisberger will probably be gone. 
they don't have a reliable backup. He knows that he it's his time to get out of here. He, he worked the system perfectly. Go get paid somewhere else, but no, Juju's not coming back. And so at that point, it's like, okay, does James want to stay here and basically still be a number three receiver with maybe some upside for number two, depending on the day? Or does he want to go somewhere else and kind of play the same role? I know? think that a lot of that depends on – the Steelers draft plans. If the Steelers offensive line looks great this season and they can re-sign Trey Turner next year, re-sign Chooks and move on from there, then they don't have to draft any linemen and they could go and find a quarterback and a wide receiver, maybe a cornerback. But if, if their draft plans include a wide receiver, pff, James is gone. And there's no point in sticking around because whoever that wide receiver is that comes in is going to replace him. Okay. All right, let's wrap this up really quick. Week one of the NFL season, is James Washington on the Steelers roster? Yes or no? Oh gosh! That's, <laughs> wow, I was first. not expecting I, I, that. I, I think he's, I, got I, I, I think James Washington is still on the roster. I think so too. I don't think he goes anywhere. I think he's here at the end of the season, but that could change. Injuries happen, and teams get desperate. And I think that by week eight, you know, we might have to we might have to readdress this topic in a couple of weeks. But yeah, week one, I fully expect James Washington to be here. Yeah, that's actually a good point. You know, these guys don't have to be dealt by week one of the regular season. You know, they, they, no. they have until week eight, which is the NFL's trade deadline. So definitely a story to monitor throughout the season. The story to monitor throughout training camp has been the presence or lack thereof of TJ Watt, who is hopefully close to signing a brand new extension that will require a lot of commas in his bank account. Wow. But in the meantime, Watt isn't practicing you blame him are you upset do you think no. people should be upset at him like what's what's the overall gauge of the situation for tj watt and the contract extension talks the situation's easy TJ, keith butler the defensive coordinator straight up said tj's not practicing because of the contract negotiations i get it you get it we all get it if i'm tj watt and i'm about to make record-breaking numbers in my bank account I'm not practicing either. And that's the thing. You check my Twitter. Look at my Twitter. I'll, I'll pull it up right now, actually. TJ Watt is not looking like he's sitting out of anything at all, actually. He's, if anything, he's looking like a man who has somehow gotten better while not playing football. Well, I know, uh, I know a, oh, wow. Yeah. My man is ginormous. Ginormous. Um, shout out the farmer's tin on his arm. Big <laughs> shout out to that. Big fan of the Look, visor. We all got a farmer's tin. Big but fan of the visor. Big fan of the visor. He looks dangerous. But the TJ Watt's out here working harder than any other outside linebacker in Pittsburgh right now. He's constantly doing sprints in the end zone. He's constantly working with trainers on the sideline. No matter what is happening, he is doing something on the sideline. So he's yeah. there. He's there every day. He's there every day, but he's not every practicing with the team. He's not practicing. Hasn't suited and up with, with pads. He works individual drills, and then he goes and does sprints and works with the trainer. And people are upset. I don't know who's upset, but they shouldn't be upset because there's nothing to be upset about. People are saying that he's holding out. Yeah, yeah. People are saying he's holding out. And, you know, people on the radio are saying that he's holding out. And 
It's it, who cares? He's not holding out. He's looking for a contract. The Steelers want to give him a contract. And until that contract is done, both parties have agreed. Hey, look, it, you don't got to go practice because guess what? TJ Watt works harder than any human being in the NFL. So I fully trust that he will be defensive player of the year ready come week one if he does not touch a practice field between now and then. Yeah, I'm not too worried about him. I'm not too worried about his physique. I'm actually not really super worried about anything whenever it comes to TJ. Um, and think about it like this. Like, he's he's a veteran. Like, he doesn't necessarily want to participate in training camp. Nope. Dude, it, it's it's a grind. Like, both you and I have watched training camp the last couple of weeks, and, dude, it, it's a grind. Like, uh, um surprised that like they haven't brought those two days back yet because like I, I couldn't even imagine those practices and how no. awful they were awful that's the thing though you're you have first off it's still technically week one of the preseason so the Steelers are looking at rookies still they're not looking at TJ Watt they, they won't look at TJ Watt at all they also have Melvin Ingram who needs to adjust as a backup on both sides of the ball or both sides of the line so I don't right now I'm feeling totally fine if I'm the Pittsburgh Steelers that TJ Watt is off to the side staying healthy working on his bank account that's going to make him happier and we all know that TJ Watt's only going to get better with money he's not going to get worse can you confirm something for me uh I I heard through social media through the grapevine through the grapevine Melvin Ingram got drug to the end zone by Najee Harris on a touchdown run. <laughs> no, that's – I don't know. I don't – maybe I missed something, but Melvin Ingram's honestly looked pretty good. Like, he's had a very impressive last two weeks of training camp. I got no issues with Melvin Ingram. Honestly, he – Zach Banner had a really good recovery today, actually, where Melvin Ingram took him outside, then took him inside, and if – Banner didn't recover as well as he did on a normal offensive tackle. That's a sack because Ingram looks good. He looks smooth. He looks healthy. I got no. I, I don't know. I've not seen anything about Najee dragging him. I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Just wanted, <laughs> just wanted to make sure. Last topic of the All Steelers Talk episode Thursday preseason, technically week two for the Steelers, still week one for the rest of the NFL, not excluding the Dallas Cowboys. Play host to the Philadelphia Eagles. And from from my understanding, and I'm going to roll out the red carpet for you, you have an announcement for people to make in terms of the quarterback race, the QB2 race. Oh, I was like, what are we talking about? I I think it's more of an opinion here. I, I, I don't know. From what I've seen and what I've collected from other people that are at practice every day, there's just... (laughs) <laughs> microphone. Just, microphone. I, I got it <laughs> look at mason rudolph is what it is and Dwayne haskins is what it is we both know what their potential is we also know that they have not even come close to reaching that potential josh Dobbs seems to be a lost figure in this mix of quarterbacks but if we're being honest if we're being truthful and if we watch closely nobody looks as confident Nobody throws as accurate of a ball, and nobody seems to be as athletic and able to move out of the pocket like Josh Dobbs. And honestly, I'm, I've am i been holding this in for the past couple of days, but Josh Dobbs, in my opinion, is the best backup quarterback in Pittsburgh. And if he does not make the roster, it's a mistake because he should be number two. Future, non-future, I don't care. 
Josh Dobbs gives the Steelers the best opportunity to win as a number two right now. Yeah, there's a there's a whole bunch of stuff shaking behind me. I don't know, <laughs> earth shattering stuff you just told me right there. Um, That's the angry mob. Wow, I and like Steelers Twitter too is so like clicky because um, you have like. Maybe the 14 people who actually still believe in Mason Rudolph. I was going to say maybe and then, 14. And then you have um, like all of the kids, but like the Dwayne Haskins, like Steelers photoshopped as their like Avi. And it's just like Haskins, like all their tweets are like Haskins is better than mm-hmm. Rudolph. And then you have like the smaller portion of Steelers Twitter, which is like Josh Dobbs is like still here. Like don't forget about <laughs> Josh Dobbs. And I feel like he just preached to all 13 of those people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Josh Dobbs, obviously, I think, offers the best mobility out of all three of the quarterbacks we just named. I think he's the smartest out of all three of the quarterbacks that we just named. I think um, when it comes down to it, you might have a better grasp of the offense than Rudolph or Haskins. I don't know, man. I, Josh, Josh Dobbs, from everything I've seen preseason and then the one time we saw him against the Raiders, looked very streaky, man. Very, very streaky. And I, I, I don't know if that's me. I don't know if it's just me overreacting to one game. I saw him playing a regular season and then on top of the preseason games. But I, I – He is obviously, streaky. Obviously, Ben – and it's kind of like pick your poison with like mm-hmm. Rudolph, Haskins, and Dobbs. Man. Here's the thing. Mason Rudolph has zero pocket presence. Zero. None. The dude walks into a sack on every three plays. Dwayne Haskins has a, t- a ton of potential. So much potential. But he has so much growth left to make. He is nowhere near where he needs to be to be an NFL quarterback. And you can blame that on whatever you want to blame that on. Josh Dobbs is not a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's not. But what he is, is he is a great practice quarterback. He is always able to replicate who you need on the field. Mason and and, uh, Dwayne Haskins cannot do that. Number two, he is a literal super genius. The man could read a defense better than Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers. I don't care who you say, it's Josh Dobbs. And number three is he's athletic. And if you have a terrible offensive line, guess what you like to have? An athletic quarterback. So, I don't know. Look, at Josh Dobbs is not a starting NFL quarterback. I said that two seconds ago. But as a backup, I feel pretty good about him. And I think that's all the Steelers are looking for is a backup. And it's time that he gets some real snaps in this preseason game or at least one of the next three preseason games because he's earned them. And the Steelers, if they want to make this a true competition, they let Dobbs get a chance out there. And maybe he, you know, pushes Mason and Dwayne a little bit to play a little bit better. Have we heard anything about who's going to start against the Eagles in week two? No, Mike Tomlin talks on Tuesday morning. Um, I would imagine that Dwayne Haskins gets the start in the second game, and then maybe Josh Dobbs or Mason Rudolph get the start in the next one. Um, but I would guess it's Dwayne, and then I, if it's not Dwayne, I would imagine it's Mason again. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, before we uh, send it off here, I do want to give it – I don't know who this is, but – Shout out to uh, the beautiful Peckville, Pennsylvania, up there in the good old Scram Piedo, all up north. 
gotta love it. Shout out, shout out, you know. I'm always loving when when the hometown is uh is watching these. Big shout out to the hometown of uh, Peckville, PA. Big shout out to you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Back to the Steelers quarterback race for number two. I don't think they keep four quarterbacks. No, no way. And the problem with that is that I feel like Dobbs wouldn't make it through waivers. No. I feel like Rudolph wouldn't make it through waivers. No. And I feel like Haskins wouldn't make it through waivers. Nope. I don't know. I don't know who you cut. I think you trade one of them. I think the best opportunity that the Steelers have this summer is to trade Mason Rudolph, keep the other two, and move on from there. Do I think it happens? I don't know yet. I'm not going to say no because, truthfully, I think it's got to be on the table somewhere. Somebody's got to be talking about it. But I think that's their best opportunity is to get rid of Mason Rudolph. He still has some pretty good trade value. You keep Josh Dobbs as a reliable number three who's great at practice. And then Dwayne Haskins has way more potential than Rudolph does. So you keep him around. I mean, the, neither of them are – Mason Rudolph's the only one here next season. So it's not like any of these guys are set in stone to be the next franchise quarterback of the Steelers. And truthfully, I don't think any of them are. So I don't know. I think you, I think that's your best bet. What happens? I think we'll have a better understanding of that in two weeks. And I, I think this is a sentiment that we've kind of carried over throughout the entire offseason. I, th- I think that Rudolph will get the opportunity to kind of show what he has after mm-hmm. Big Ben decides to hang it up. I don't, think, I, I don't think the future of the quarterback position for the Pittsburgh Steelers is on the roster right now. I think he's probably playing college ball somewhere. Yeah, me too. Trust me. Trust me. And, uh, it, well, it, another thing to keep in mind, too, is that Kevin Colbert's deal is expired to uh, set to expire, excuse me, after the 2022 draft. So, you know, w- whatever moves he wants to make, he's probably got to get it done before he skedaddles out of here. And granted, yeah. he, he's been taking it year by year. So, you yeah, know, he might be signed. And it'd uh, be a heck of a way to go to say, hey, here's your new franchise quarterback. I found you the last one. Peace. Yep. Deuces. See you guys in Canton in five years. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Oh, man. Also, before we do wrap up, a big shout out to all the Steelers in Canton, dude. Yes, 100%. All those people in Canton waving those terrible towels was phenomenal. Dude, Troy Polamalu had me ready to run, run through a wall. Run through a yes. wall, bro. Yeah. Oh, and and honestly, Bill Cower, phenomenal. Donnie Shell, phenomenal. Alan Fanica thanking his wife. I was crying. I'm not ashamed <laughs> to admit it. It was it was a fantastic weekend for Steelers for Steelers Nation. Should be another fantastic weekend as the Steelers take on the Philadelphia Eagles this Thursday. Noah, do you have anything? Anything? Any, anything? I think we're good. Watch for Anthony McFarland this week. Watch for Josh Dobbs this week. Cody White is a name that keeps coming up for some reason. Keep an eye on him. I'm hearing some things. So it's going to be a good game, and we'll catch you here Friday, I believe. Friday. Uh, I did think my schedule is free Friday. Maybe the same time as we did last week. Um, I don't make the rules. I just follow them. My name is Donnie Drew, thank you so much for listening to All Steelers Talk. Joined every week by my co-host, Noah Strackbine. Once again, before we dip out, YouTube. All Steelers Talk, please subscribe. A lot of great stuff that's currently on there. A lot of great stuff that will be going on there. Go to follow us on Twitter at SI underscore Steelers. Follow our ats and our names 
below. There we go, right there. Give us a like on Facebook. All Steelers on Sports Illustrated. You guys know where to find us, and we will see you next time. Hey, I'm Katie Grossman, a trail and ultra marathon runner sponsored by New Balance. I'm also a creative professional, wife to my life and running partner, Dominic, and a very proud mom of two girls. Life has gotten a little crazy, especially after battling postpartum injury and an abdominal tumor. But running is still a huge part of my identity, and it legitimately improves my mental health. I'm working my way back to racing, but for now, I'm still finding peace on the trail. Go be on the run at newbalance.com. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today. We did it again. Verizon was just named America's most reliable network by Root Metrics for the 16th time in a row, proving once again that nobody builds networks like Verizon builds networks. That's why we're building 5G right. That's why there's only one best network, Verizon. Best and most reliable based on Root Metrics reports from second half 2013 to first half 2021 of three operators on all network types combined, not specific to 5G networks. Check out the latest footwear innovation from Adidas, the AdiZero Adios Pro 2, which features carbon fiber energy rods that are both lightweight and precisely tuned for a more anatomical transition. Everything from the ultra-light polyester upper to the re-sculpted midsole and the reinvented outsoles are designed for speed. Visit adidas.com to learn more today.